Before this episode begins, this is a quick reminder to save the date. You don't have to write it down, especially if you're driving. But just know that the Colorado Springs city election is coming up on April 4th. If you live in Colorado Springs, you'll receive a mail-in ballot in March and will vote for a new mayor, three at-large city council seats, and the unexpired term of city council district three, if you live in that district. The election is coming up on April 4th. Go vote. Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hi, everyone. I am thinking and hoping that at least part of the reason you listen to this podcast is because you care about the city of Colorado Springs. And since that is hopefully the case, this conversation is a really big one. I'm joined today by our city clerk, Sarah Johnson, who is gearing up for the next city election on April 4th. We're going to say that date a bunch of times, I think. Right, Sarah? Yes, we are. Thank you for being here. Um, So as you may or may not know, the races and issues on city ballots are big ones always. They directly impact your life. We're talking about your roads, your parks, your local economy, the future of the city. So one of the most important things you can do as a Colorado Springs resident is to vote. Um, So Sarah, thanks for being here and start with kind of an introduction. I know you've been on the podcast before, but for folks who have not heard from you, give us an idea of what the city clerk does, what your team does. Sure. Uh, Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. So my team, there's 12 of us down there. We do all the business licensing for the city. Most importantly, we run municipal elections, which we're going to talk about today. We also work with city council on agendas and minutes and make sure all the records are kept and there's Uh, responsibilities across the city. So that's basically what we do. It doesn't sound like a lot, but believe you me, we are small but mighty and very busy in our office. Year round, right? Year round. This is kind of like the election is kind of like your Super Bowl. Like you're preparing. It is. It's very appropriately equivalent to the Super Bowl. It is what we uh, basically spend from about the last half of last year through all the election cycles, working on the election, and we still do our day job, as we say. We still have licensing and everything and council meetings happening, but the election goes on top of that. Okay, so tell us about really the dates that impact voters. I know typically voters want to know, when am I getting my ballot? And if people are new here, it is an all-male Ballot right. election. It and is. And we I just talked to a lady this morning who was from one of the southern states who had moved here and wanted to know where her voting location was. And so the most important thing, if you are new to here, is that we were all mail ballots. So you will be mailed a ballot to the address listed on your voter registration. So one of the key things voters can do right now is go on to govotecolorado.gov or contact the local county clerk and recorder and find out if you are registered to vote and what address you have, including a mailing address, because a lot of people will put in a temporary mailing address, like, as I say, our snowbirds, Mm -hmm. for example, who are spend part of the time in the warmer climates. Make sure your addresses are up to date, because, again, we're going to mail the ballot to your residential address, or if you have a mailing address, that's where we're going to mail the ballot. So make sure that you know where you're registered to vote, if you're registered, and make sure it's all up to date. Ballots are not going to be forwarded by the U.S. Post Office. They are not forwardable. 
Okay, so, so people really think yeah, that, they that are. you know what your voter registration address, make sure it matches where you live. I know a lot of people move and you're so insistent, you've got to get your kids registered in schools, you've got to get your utilities turned on. And a lot of times the last thing you think about is voter registration. Well, it should be the first thing, in my opinion, you should think about. So let's, let's go ahead and be really proactive voters, make sure your information's up to date and current. Okay, and as long as it is, um, you know, you have plenty of time to check that. But if it is, and you live in the city of Colorado Springs, right. then you should receive a ballot mid-March? Uh, the goal is to mail those out March 10th. That's the okay. first day we can mail out. That's a Friday. So we have said if you don't receive your ballot by March 17th, 18th, that's a Friday, the March 17th, then you can reach out to our office or go online and there's an FAQ that talks about what if I haven't received my ballot and there's steps and a form you can fill out. You can submit it electronically. You can bring it to our office, but give the post office about seven to eight days to get that to you. Uh, but leading up to that date is when you should be checking it, absolutely. checking it out. You know, if you're not sure, check Correct. it out. Check okay. it out. You can. In fact, if you have moved and you didn't update your address, there is a way, a replacement ballot form you can fill out. Again, that's online. You can submit it electronically or bring it to our office. But I'm really asking everybody to get out there, go online, contact the county clerk and recorder, and make sure your voter registration is up to date. That's the part you can do right now um, to really make sure you get the ballot. And then you you always have a few people who call you. I don't know if few is accurate. It may be more than a few, but that that want to know, why didn't I get my ballot? And they right. do not live in, within Correct. city limits. That's, that's one of the most confusing things, I think, for anybody, is that you have to live in the corporate boundaries of the city. And the way to check that is you can go to the election website and look up your council district. You can enter an address. And if you're not in the city, it will tell you not in the city. So if you live in Fountain or Falcon or you know somewhere right along the borders of the city or even in the middle of the city, Cimarron Hills is a great example, a pretty big territory that's not in the city. They're surrounded by the city, but they're technically county. Then you will not get a ballot from us, and that's why. Uh, we do get a lot of complaints from citizens. They're like, I pay my taxes, you know, I pay sales tax, I'm sorry, when you go into the city and buy things. And, and I understand that, but you have to live in the city. Another way for you to check that is look at your property tax bill. It details all the taxes that you're being charged. And one of those is the city of Colorado Springs. So if you're looking at that and you do not see city of Colorado Springs on your property tax bill, it means you don't live in the city. And I understand your angst, but you have to live in the city to be able to vote on mayor and any of the council members. And I know that's confusing for people, but that is the way it is. Residents get to vote on their representatives. At this point right now, do you have an idea how many registered voters do we, we have? We have around 305,000 active registered voters in the city of Colorado Springs. So every year we keep growing. That's We're right. a growing city. There's about 478,000 population-wise, but only about 305,000 you know, people 18 and older who are registered to vote. Okay. And as much as we'd love for all 305,000 to vote, that's usually not the case in city not. elections. We so We prepare for that and we mail ballots out for that. Oh, we're number. hoping to get those numbers up every right. time. We typically hover around 40% of the registered voters that tend to vote. So I'd like to see that number higher because we prepare. And, you know, another way to look at it, a lot of people don't think about it, is if you don't vote, you're wasting your own tax 
tax dollars because we mailed a ballot to you and that costs postage, that costs effort, that costs things. So, you know, a lot of times people talk about wasting tax dollars on this or that. Well, if you don't vote, you're wasting your own tax dollars. So, you know, that's your choice. I get it. But when you have an all-mail ballot election and we have over 26 ballot drop-off locations, oh, about 24 of those are 24-7, meaning if you three in the morning and you're in your jammies and you want to vote the ballot, drive it on out to the box. They're I was just going to say, the city. yeah, there's not an excuse um, for no the convenience. necessarily. Yeah. You can be in your jammies and drop it off. You know, yeah. take the kids to school, then go to drop your ballot off or take your children with you. Show your children how important it is to vote. But right. it's just really important. Voting's very convenient. It comes to your mailbox. And like I said, 26 ballot boxes across the city that are open 24-7. So please take the time and learn about the candidates and vote. Uh, I think it's important that everybody has a voice in government. And, you know, if you want to complain, so to speak, or you want to talk about an issue, that's your representative. Any of those are available to you to reach out to. That's great. And we've got, um, I'll, I'll give the website a couple times during the podcast, but it's coloradosprings.gov slash election. And that's a great place to go to find the nearest ballot drop-off location or get your questions answered. Um, and it just, it makes things really easy or check your voter registration, all the things we're talking about. But it is a really simple thing. It's just a matter of in that stack of mail, right. making sure you take right. those ballots out and, you know, don't toss them in the trash or the recycling, but make, make right. it a priority to take a few minutes to vote. Let's talk about what's on the ballot. I mean, there are a few obviously very important races and an issue, um, but not an overly overwhelming ballot. No. I think it should be pretty simple um, and quick for people to vote. It should be very simple. It's not at all going to be as long as a November ballot, for right. example, where we had, what, four pages, big 22-inch, 21-inch ballot. Ours is eight and a half by 11. So on the front, you're going to see two races. The majority of the city will see two races, the mayor's race, the at-large council, the mayor's race. There's 12 candidates. Vote for one. The at-large race, there's 11 candidates, and you can vote for three. That's one thing. So read the instructions on the ballot. So the mayor, you get one choice, and then at-large, you get three. So out of those 11, you can vote for three. You don't have to vote for three. You can vote for one or two or up to three, but you can't vote for more it than three. reminds me of school. Read the directions before you take um, the— And then those that live in the third uh, city council district will have another race uh, to fulfill the remaining two years of that term. So if okay. you're in the third council district, which is basically kind of the Broadmoor west side— it's part of the west side old Colorado City side. You'll have a third race on there. Those races are going to be on the front page of the ballot. If you have those, the majority of the city will not see the third district. We'll just have mayor and at large. And then it's very important down at the bottom right, it says vote both sides of the ballot. So turn the page over and you'll see the question. There is one question on the ballot and it's a yes, no vote. Um, so make sure you flip the page when you take your ballot out of the ballot packet. All right. And that question has to do with extending the trails and open space tax. Correct. So people can do more research on that and decide Correct. how they vote. 
vote. And I do want to emphasize, you'll notice that Sarah is not saying anything about the candidates or the ballot issue or how to vote, because that's not your role, correct? It is not. My role is not to advocate for or against anyone. Our role is just to make sure that you have a ballot if you're a registered voter in the city of Colorado Springs and that you know how to return that ballot if you want to vote. And then we count the, the race. We count the ballots, tabulate the ballots through a high speed scanner. So that's our role. Our role is not to tell you how to vote or who to vote. And I know a lot of people will call our office going, just tell me who to vote for. And we can't do that. We're not going to do that. Even, you know, when it comes to the question, a lot of people will call and say, I want to know who the Republicans are or who the Democrats are as far as candidates. And so I want to make sure everybody understands these are nonpartisan races. And what does that mean? That means when you see them on the ballot, they're not going to be listed as a Republican or a Democrat or a Libertarian or whatever. They're not going to be listed that way. It's just going to be a list of names. Uh, with no party affiliation whatsoever. And even if you call my office, we're not going to tell you because we don't know either. This is municipal races are nonpartisan. So, you know, a lot of people get upset about that. And, you know, that's just what the law says. So we're not going to be able to tell you what they are because it shouldn't matter in these municipal so races. So if you want to know more about the political stances, go to some of the debates go or go the, online right. and check out their go, websites. They all have websites or they will have websites, a lot of first-time candidates, and so they're just setting up candidate-specific information. We do have on our website contact information, email addresses, websites. If they've provided it to us, we've put it out there for you as the public to see. And and as you mentioned, Jen, there's several debates uh, for mayoral candidates I'm aware of. I know there's some meet and greets that people are scheduling for the at-large races. So just you know, pay attention to social media, to the to the media in general. All of our media partners, I think, do a really good job of helping these candidates get forums um, to get together, to get the voice out. Check out their websites, read about them, learn about them. It's really the best that any citizen can do to be an educated voter. That's for sure. And I don't think I could you know, have an interview with you without talking a little bit about election security. It's been a big topic for people. And I know, um, you know, your office has a wonderful track record of running wonderful elections. But what kind of information would you like to tell voters to make them feel good about casting their ballot? Sure. I think the most important thing is, you know, it is a secure election. We are mailing ballots out to everyone. But when that ballot comes back into our office, we are verifying signatures. That's a common question we get a lot because on the back now, do you even look at this yeah. envelope yeah. It, it's got a big arrow it's you know very prominent mm -hmm. it says sign here and so the common thing a lot of voters do they'll vote it they'll put it in the packet they'll seal it but they won't sign it um and, you know, we've done everything in the world to make it very visible that you must sign here. So when you sign here and it comes back to our office, we're checking that signature against your other signatures on file with voter registration, with DMV. So we are checking those signatures and anything that's not matching up, we will reach out to the voter and say, hey, did you return your ballot 
you know, please contact us because we've had an issue verifying your signature. So there are checks and balances. We, we have to account for every single ballot we mail out. We have to account for what happened to that ballot to the best of our knowledge. It came back undeliverable. It didn't get returned or it did get returned and there's a question on it or it got returned and it's fine. So and and if it gets returned that. and there's no signature, then you're we contacting as well. We will reach out to the voters okay. and give them the opportunity to come in and sign it or fill out this form electronically and sending it back. And again, we're going to match those signatures mm-hmm. uh, back to the ones on file with the DMV and the, the county clerk and recorder through voter registration. Um, there's also, once it gets through that process, so we've matched the signature, and then we go to the next step, which is where we actually open that envelope, because when we're doing voter uh, signature verification, the envelope packet where your ballot is, is not opened. It's just the the actual sealed envelope. Then it goes to the next stage, which is processing, where teams of two election judges open those and separate any identifying information on the envelope from the ballot. So that is showing you that no one knows how you cast your ballot because, you know, with 40% of over 300,000 typically coming back, no one has the time to go, oh, Sally voted this way, Bob voted that way. No one has the time to do that, nor can they do that technically because the you know everything is set up to where they're opening that up, they're separating the ballot, then they're going to unfold the ballot after they've taken all the envelopes away. So by the time they're counted, they're anonymous. Right. right, and there's nothing identifying you as a voter on that ballot itself. There's no nothing that says whose ballot this is at all. So your vote really is secret and it's private, and we have lots of security. Our election judges are typically the same people that work the county election. Um, majority of them, if not all of them, are very seasoned, good election judges. They know what they're doing, and there are processes and security in place, and every ballot that we get— um, uh, if it's countable, meaning it's gone through signature verification and various things like that, we're going to count it. So, you know, have the the faith that when you return, if you take the time to vote and return your ballot, we're going to get it through to where it can be counted unless there is a signature missing or the signatures don't match. And then um, you're allowing yourself that time to contact. eight days for- after actual election day, which so April 4th. So we have eight days afterwards for military and overseas ballots to come in and also for people to to correct those deficiencies, whether it's no, not signed or signatures are not matching. Okay. And so April 4th is the election. We keep saying that to you, but that's so it's in your seared in your exactly. brain. Um, and so um, we do have a unique situation with the mayoral race where there is the possibility of a runoff. So um, explain a little bit about what, what would prompt that and then when that election would take place. So in the mayor's race, there is, this was part of that citizen initiative for you all that were, were here at the time back in 20. 2010 as part of the kind of strong mayor, mayor council form of government was there would be a runoff of the top two vote getters if needed. So once we have completed counting everything, so that's that's around April 14th-ish is when we'll certify the election. Um, once we've counted everything, if the winning candidate 
uh, out of that round does not get 50% of the vote plus one more vote, then there is a runoff between the top two vote getters. And this is only for mayor. This is not at large. It's only for mayor. So if we determine that the top vote getter didn't get that threshold, 50% plus one, then we'll take the top two vote getters and they will run in a runoff election on May 16th. So what does that mean for you as a voter? That means you're going to get another ballot in the mail because, again, we're all mail ballot. We're gonna, you're going to get another ballot in the mail that will only have one thing on it, and that's the mayor's race with two candidates. Okay. And you'll vote that ballot, and we'll go through the process again because it's a whole separate election. So we'll mail out to every registered voter in the city, you know, at that time, and you'll get another ballot. So and if that's the case, right, and if that's the case, then whereas the city council new members will be sworn in, in mid-April, then that the mayor would not be sworn in until right. early June because until of that. the 1st of June, right, okay. because the runoff election is May 16th. Okay, so there will be a little if bit of a there difference. there is one, um, and so, you know, we'll make the announcement and spread it, you know, through social media, et cetera. Um, along with that night, you may not know specifically because we're still going to be counting uh, ballots. A lot of people wait until Election Day to vote, and so I highly discourage that. But, again, we'd like to get your ballots throughout the 20 days you have the ballot in your possession. But I also understand, you know, life happens, right? And so sometimes you just don't know enough to turn that in until Election Day, which is perfectly fine. Remember, your ballot has to be in a ballot box or in my office by uh, 7 p.m. on April 4th. So, you know, final vote tallies will be coming in, and then we have to wait that eight-day post for those returns and those corrections. So on April 14th, we'll know the final vote totals. Okay. All right. So you've got all these dates ready to go. We do. <laughs> right? We're ready. Yes. And I, I really feel um, as a city employee, and I know that your background is different and you've been very involved in elections, but really until I worked here, I don't think I really truly understood the impact of my vote. Um, so I really, I mean, these, these new elected leaders will have such a say right. on the future of our city. So it really is, you know, we're saying in our materials that we're putting out there, um, your city, your voice, your vote. And it really is, um, such it an is. important move and to make. And it's really important to know that the reason, you know, some may ask, why are there so many candidates? Well, the real, you know, there are a lot of reasons why I admire anyone that wants to run, you know, for any office to put your name out there, to put yourself out there. You know, it takes a lot to do that and to put your family out there. It takes a lot of thinking, a lot of soul searching in that. But the most important thing is John Southers, our current mayor, is termed. And what that means is he cannot run for reelection. So that's one of the many reasons you have 12 candidates for mayor is that it's an open seat, meaning there's no currently elected official running for re-election. So it's an open seat. And it's the same way with the council at large. Remember, you can vote for three. There is no incumbent running for re-election. Uh, two of the incumbents are termed, meaning they can't run anymore. They've served two back-to-back -back terms. Um, and one of those is running, you know, decided to run for mayor. So they're open seats, meaning you get brand new people. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a brand new mayor. We'll have three brand new council members. And then in the third district, of course, you'll have a brand new member, too, because no one 
is running for that that is currently in that position. So if you look at it, this is huge for our city. We could have four new, we will have, I should say, four new council members and one brand new mayor. So this is a really big, important election. I also encourage people to vote in this election because I know we talked about the runoff and it would just be the top two candidates potentially in May. But if you don't vote in April, you may not get the May election. You know, you may not have a chance to vote again. So I think it's really important for voters to vote, do your research, and vote that ballot. It, again, it's coming to your mailbox, your tax dollars at work. It's coming to the mailbox. Just please vote that ballot. There's just really not a lot of reasons not to vote. In my opinion, um, I just don't see a reason not to vote. Yes. And and people may start hearing, yes, it's likely that we have a runoff and they may be tempted to say, oh, I'll wait and see who the top two candidates are. First of all, you don't get to decide who those top two candidates are. Then you miss out on that city council right. race and you also miss out on the on the ballot issue. Exactly. And so we really need people to potentially vote twice if that's what it's called for. In two different um, elections, not yes. in the same election. Of course, we, yes, have, please we don't also vote twice have very <laughs> good, strong protocols in place to prevent, to prevent anybody to double vote, et cetera. Um, so it is a very secure system in that respect, and it's run very much like the county clerk's elections. Yes. We, we coordinate quite a lot. Yes. Well, I know you take it seriously, but I also know you love it and have a good passion for it. So thank it you. Is, Thanks yeah. for all the enthusiasm you bring. You're I, welcome. And just, you know, get out there and vote, people. Make sure your address and everything is up to date on your voter registration and vote. Return that ballot. You know, have your voice have your voice heard, whatever that voice is, have it heard, do your diligence, get out there and vote. Okay, that's great. And it's GoVoteColorado.gov if right now you feel like you need to make any changes to that voter registration or just confirm that you're registered to vote. And then ColoradoSprings.gov slash election is where we have all of our facts and information right. and ballot drop-offs and just anything that you would need to know. Right. And it's we're constantly updating the website. So, you know, keep checking back the closer we get to when we mail out the ballots. And then once we've mailed out the ballots, you know, we'll be posting election results and some other, we have some other exciting things that hopefully we'll come down that we'll put on the website and we'll start publicizing a little bit more once we get closer to that point in the campaign. Okay. Uh, but we have, so stay tuned, keep checking. Yes, please do. And follow us on social media. We'll keep you updated. Oh, did we say vote? I think we said it like 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> people are, are tired of hearing us. Vote, people. Yes. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Behind the Springs.